It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This podcast is brought to you by StarCharge, the largest EV charging manufacturer in the world, and is also a provider of residential and commercial battery storage and microgrid solutions. And KimPower, the reliable, quick, and scalable EV charging solutions for everyone and everywhere. Hello and welcome back to the Out of Spec podcast. Our team had a very fun week just recently when we ventured down to Austin, Texas and got our hands on a few Tesla Cybertrucks. And this was important because while these, you know, EV trucks had been reviewed by some select few folks in the tech and automotive industry, we still hadn't gotten the opportunity to test and review them out of spec style until just last week, like I said. Welcome back to the Out of Spec Podcast. I'm your host, Francie, and I am joined by the ever-so-lovely Colton, who runs our Out of Spec Detailing channel and, of course, his own business, Clear Detailing, out of northern Colorado. Welcome, Colton. Hey, Francie. Great to be here. And yeah, what a trip that was. Holy smokes. That was uh, probably the most work I think you could cram into, what was it, 72 hours, maybe? Uh Wow. Yeah. I, I think we covered a lot of bases from my end. Not perfectly. We can get more into that in the podcast here. But yeah, had a great time. Really cool opportunity to be up close with these trucks and really see what they're all about. Because like you mentioned, a select few. And I feel like we're one of the first outlets outside of those main three, Marquez, Jason Camisa, and of course, Top Gear to actually even get our hands on these. Exactly. Yeah, it was like you said, it was really cram packed because as you'll hear in another episode, you probably have already listened to it about uh, our whole experience. And that episode is with me and Colton and Kyle and Brandon, aka Tesla Flex, where we really dove into our time together in Austin. But uh, we, we got our hands on these and they didn't they weren't, you know, media EVs like we typically get. But these were actually, you know, owned Cybertrucks. So we had limited time with them. They were also 
owned by Tesla employees because that's kind of the only people who own them right now. So it was just a, a tight schedule and also kind of like tight scope, which is not what we're typically used to. And Colton, one thing, of course, about the Tesla Cybertruck is that it is made out of stainless steel. It's not painted like a normal car. It's made of different materials. And that's why I also, of course, wanted you on to talk about your experience dealing with that material, your thoughts on it, um, what you were kind of testing and trying out there. And I was watching the Sandy Monroe live channel about the process of making the stainless steel because he got to go actually into the plant, the stamping factory, everything. And some facts that I gathered from that, just to let people know, um, was that Tesla developed this specific process for the specific material for the Cybertruck. So it was very uh, intense, a very intense process and very intentional. So what I found is that they bring in coils, they unwind them, they straighten and flatten the stainless steel, and they cut it into these panels that become the Tesla Cybertruck's panels. And, you know, it, it looks like a, a really a, a metal triangle, as you'll see in all the photos and driving around, I'm sure you already have seen. So they stamp and straighten it out and they they actually utilize a lot of the material. They said like 80% of it. So it's really a high efficiency process, which I thought was interesting. And then they scrap everything and recycle everything that doesn't make it into that first 80%, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, they had originally aimed for really thick doors, like three millimeters, but right now, or panels in general, but the doors they said are 1.8 millimeters thick. And then the rest is 1.4 millimeters thick. So very thin compared to the three millimeter, but still resilient a strong material, although not bulletproof, but bullet resistant. Again, this dysphoric image, this dysphoric branding that they're painting in the, in my opinion, with the Cybertruck. But okay, so Colton, first off, before you got a hold of the Cybertruck, what did you originally think about them using this material? Yeah, to be honest, super, super skeptical of it. Um, you know, I come from a professional detailing background. I've had my business for about 10 years now. And I will tell you, I had no idea what I was doing going into this. I don't think anybody really did. Um, a lot of people say, oh, it's the same as DeLorean. Completely different stainless steel. So my background, like I said, detailer, I'm really into dealing with paint, doing paint corrections, buffing them out to absolute perfection, and then protecting them, whether it's with ceramic coatings or other types of coatings in the industry. So yeah, lots of things that I learned throughout this trip. Of course, we're filming this after I've finished all the videos. They're still uploading as we speak. So mm -hmm. hopefully this will go up afterwards. But the material is, can I just say, the biggest pain in the butt to deal with, in all honesty. Um, I, I kind of went in uh, multiple phases with the Cybertruck. So originally when it launched, I said, this is an absolute joke. I don't think they're ever going to make this. Um and it just looks ridiculous. We then, Kyle and I, of course, went down to the uh, launch event where they actually launched publicly. Here's the Cybertruck. These are all the stats that we have. And I actually really dig it. And I was like, okay, this thing looks just like an apocalypse vehicle. I think it is super cool. And I got really close to the stainless steel. You were able to walk up to it, touch it, feel it. Some interesting things I think we need to touch on as we go um, through this podcast, because the trucks that I saw at the factory were different than the trucks that I experienced and actually got to touch and detail while we were down in Austin. The finishes, very, very different. Hmm. Okay, so that's 
interesting. You saw the line of where they're producing them, this whole delivery event. So, and then in person, there's a noticeable difference. So what is that? What were you picking up on? So first off, I think we should talk about the doors. So as you mentioned, the doors are actually thicker than the other panels, 1.8 millimeters versus 1.4. Now there's been a few cyber trucks that we've seen on Twitter or X, I still call it Twitter, but that basically you look at them and from a certain angle, the doors one door, and it's typically the driver's side front door, is a different tone completely to the other doors. It's I, I don't I can't explain why this is happening, but the vehicle we had down there, actually Brandon's vehicle that he ended up turrowing, had this, and hopefully maybe Francie, you can even overlay a photo of this. It was noticeably different. I mean. It, it was insanely different. It was like basically gold compared to the rest of the truck being a more somewhat gold, but a brighter normal stainless steel that you would see. It's almost that silvery look to it. So that was definitely wild. Now, what I talk about with the surface being different, I touched a lot on this in the videos, but I really want to, I think this would be a good time to talk about it. So Brandon's truck had a bunch of issues, as you know. We took it to a service center down in Austin, and I ran into a detailer down there that actually worked for Tesla in the service center. Got talking to him about, here's what I'm doing, here's the products I brought with me, and he's just kind of shaking his head like, you have no idea what's going on with these things. And the more the onion got peeled back, if you will, he starts telling me they are seven-stage sanding every single truck that is being delivered at this particular showroom. I don't know this to be the fact in California, in Florida, other places we've started seeing these. But what I want to make this very clear, typical stainless steel, like if we're looking at it across the screen here, it runs in one single direction. Typically, we call this the grain. This is completely different on Basically, I believe it to be two of the Cybertrucks. Not exactly sure on the Turo one. I didn't look super, super close, but the other two, specifically the one that I detailed, had basically what you would see as DA sanding marks on it. And typically this, a DA machine basically turns and it oscillates at the same time. So what I learned from this particular employee was they are sanding these things immediately when they come in, starting at 120 grit, finishing them up, I believe, between 660 and 680 grit. And they are basically refinishing the entire trucks. So it's not like normal stainless steel. Again, it's not going across like this. It's these, if you've ever seen um, on paint, they're called pigtails, we call them in the industry. Basically, these little... Um, yeah, hooks on the paint, painted surface or whatever it is. In this particular case, the whole truck has these twists all over it from that DA sanding. So that was surprising to say the least. Um, I really want to dive more into that and see, you know, okay, when these are delivered to actual customers, not Tesla employees, is this going to be the case? Because to me, it seems like they're putting, I think he told me three or four guys on this and they got to hammer it out in an hour. I don't really think that's enough time to do this seven stages, but yeah, that's uh, definitely wild to say the least. Hmm. Okay. So, I mean, explain to me and probably a lot of our listeners who don't, what is the purpose of that sanding? So the stainless steel, from what I can tell, is 
quickly growing a patina on it. You'll see this from my videos that I talked about, how they have this gold tinge to it. Now, stainless steel typically goes three main colors. It's either bright, very bright, almost somewhat shiny, silver. And then on the other side, it goes to a little bit blue. But what typically you see on these Cybertrucks are they turn almost orange. And this gets into all the different chemicals I was testing on it. It would turn it this orange, kind of brown, milky color. And I'm just, it doesn't really look good. Again, going back to that door, how one of them looked very orange. The rest of the truck looked almost that silvery, more kind of slightly gold tinge to it. Okay. Interesting. I want to talk about the, the owner. So you, you got a hold of this cyber truck and was the owner, were they happy with how it was delivered? Were they like, it looks weird. I want to see what detailing does or were they just like, Hey Colton, I know you have fun. So really I was basically reached out to via Twitter. So saw some previous videos, Kyle and I did talking. We had the, our little trash can on here talking about, here's what we think the stainless steel is going to be like. And for full clarity, nothing like I even thought it was going to be, but the customer basically was delivered the truck, I believe a week before he reached out to me. So he reached out to me Friday I actually ended up getting down to Austin on Wednesday. So very tight timeline there. His main concern was I am sick of the fingerprints. And, you know, he told me once I actually got down there that all of his neighbors, of course, are coming up to see the truck. They're like, ah, oh, you got to try this stainless steel polish on it. You need alcohol wipes. And he, he told me once I got down there, he's like, I've tried everything and I cannot get these fingerprints out. And that's exactly what I saw while I was down there. It's a very, very tricky material. And I'm kind of at the point, in all honesty, after, you know, coming back, really getting to decompress and think about this. I think this material is an absolute huge mistake for Tesla to be using on the Cybertruck as far as how you maintain the raw, uncoated stainless steel. Um, I think I am really expecting most people to just wrap the things because even in my experience, I love how the stainless steel looks once you get it nice. I just think upkeep on these is going to be an absolute nightmare. And most people are like, that's a truck, who cares? But these are $100,000, $120,000 rigs running around. I deal with this with Rivian folks all the time. You have some people that are like Kyle, that's like, I like mud on it. And, you know, this last year I detailed more Rivians than any other vehicles. So obviously, even in this price bracket, there are people who want it to be a grocery getter. I think there's nothing wrong with that. People like to have clean things. They spent a ton of money on this. So, yeah, I found that to be uh, fascinating, to say the least. But the material is just like nothing I've ever touched before. Right. That was the a lot of the first impressions were like, oh my gosh, fingerprints. What are fingerprints going to be like? I had my sister-in-law was like, you're going to have to tell me what your colleague Colton does because she tries to clean her fridge, her sink. And she's like, it's, if you're bothered by that kind of thing, it can really, really get on your nerves. So of course, driving it around covered in fingerprints and we got to touch it and see how easily those fingerprints came off or, you know, were just imprinted on the car. It was yeah. kind of funny. And then of course, yeah, I think wrapping is a good point. And G and Rob and Marley from test bros were down there wrapping some 
uh, cyber trucks too. And I would love to get them on the podcast to talk about that experience because they woo, whipped two cyber truck <laughs> wraps out in two days, which was absolutely crazy. But you make a good point. Like if you're going to be annoyed by this kind of material and the side effects of just the ease of disruption from the oils on your skin showing up on the truck, then you might want a wrap, but it sounds like just another investment into a, uh, you know, it's already expensive investment. So yes, everyone should definitely check out Colton video, Colton's videos because you can see him test the different solutions that people had suggested, suggested by Tesla, suggested by friends and family and the different results because out of everything that you were suggested to try, did any of them work? Uh, not to my expectations. So I do want to make one note because I've, I've seen this comment a lot on the first video we posted. And I went through and said, this is not Tesla's recommendation. Everybody has been telling me Tesla recommends Don Dish Soap. I have scanned through absolutely everything. I made this abundantly clear in the video. I cannot find where people are saying this or where they're getting it from. So as of right now, Tesla does not recommend Dawn Dish Soap. I did make that very clear in the video. Now, talking about what Tesla actually recommends is um, I'm getting mixed signals. So again, I came into this knowing from the folks out at Tesla Littleton that there were some cyber washes and cyber protectants that they were using for the trucks. Kyle actually spoke with these guys and, you know, we talked about it a little bit in our video. They said they absolutely hated this stuff and they only used isopropyl alcohol on it. They used a normal pH car wash soap. It was no problem. Now my findings down there, isopropyl alcohol doesn't work. Um, it just doesn't. The, the fingerprints, you can put a fingerprint in there, wipe it with isopropyl alcohol, and you still see all of the oils in there. The issue with this stainless steel is it's very porous. It's much unlike normal car paint that you can just quickly wipe it up. It doesn't necessarily stain it. So, you know, me saying that I think the stainless steel is one of the worst things they could put on there. I'm talking about the surface layer. Yes, of course, it is bullet resistant. It's not going to scratch as easily. It doesn't dent as easily. Those properties are very cool. But as far as getting a finish that looks not only cohesive, but that is smudge free, the fingerprints are a massive, massive issue. I mean, it's it's not only the fact that they're hard to remove, you have to use the right product. So, I took down just kind of a, a full recap of what I took with me. I went down to B&B Blending in Denver. They make a ton of detailing supplies for a bunch of different companies. They're actually partnered with Adams Polishes. So I went to B&B Blending, Adams Polishes, and told them what I'm doing. And they said, here's a bunch of products. We want you to try everything that you're interested in trying, knowing full well that every single one of these may fail. I also took with me some ceramic coatings because my thought process is, okay, if we can figure out how to remove the fingerprints, can we protect the stainless steel in any way? From my findings, no. So none of the detail supplies I took down with me even sort of worked. I would say other than the car wash shampoo, which is a pH neutral soap, and really what I would recommend using on any vehicle, whether it's stainless steel, paint, wrap, vinyl, PPF, whatever that may be. Um, I, the ceramic coatings I tried, 
absolutely did not work. I'm sure you've already seen that in the video. They made the finish completely that milky browned tarnished look. It, I was just like, I, I got to the point at the end of the day where I'm like, so is really my recommendation just going to be use Windex on this thing? And I was, I was kind of in awe in all honesty. I really <laughs> went down there expecting to be, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to go down there. I'm going to use all my professional grade de- detailing supplies. I'm going to ceramic coat this thing. I've got it figured out. Cool. Absolutely not. I, everything I have learned in the past about detailing, just completely went out the window. Now, I also want to make a quick note for the folks who have watched my washing video. This was a very, very imperfect test. I had no running water there that I could reach a hose to the Cybertruck. I am, you know, a thousand miles away from the shop. When we actually get a Cybertruck in the shop, I will do this test again. Yes, it was not perfect. I do understand that. But my feeling was if I can provide you with some content, talk more about this, even in an imperfect test, I think it's better than nothing. And in all reality, the truck was somewhat dirty, so I had to get it cleaned somehow. And that's what I had around me. And everybody's like, you should have planned. You should have done this. I had literally eight hours with this truck. Eight hours, I shot nine videos. So just keep that into context for those of you that are frustrated with me. I get it, but yes. Right. I mean, if y'all should have seen the suitcase that Colton carried down to Austin, Texas, it was bizarre. And it was full of all these liquids, like bottles and bottles and bottles of what he was going to test. And again, yeah, I mean, all of our tests were I mean, I mean, relatively imperfect, but that's because of the, we took, it was very opportunistic. We took advantage. We happened to get a hold of Cybertrucks all at the same time and just go for it. And testing takes repetition to really get those, you know, results. But I think that we put in a whole lot of time and effort. And I know that a lot of people do appreciate that. So, you know, cut Colton some slack. He was out there <laughs> washing and detailing this Cybertruck. Like you said, I didn't know that you didn't have water until later <laughs> when I was watching your video, actually, I was like, I didn't even realize that I didn't see a hose when we dropped by. Yeah. Like. So he did have a hose, but it, I think it would have reached like maybe six to 10 feet from the spigot. And like the Cybertruck is huge and in the middle of the driveway. So I, I'm in the middle of, it was actually in the outskirts of Austin. I mean, it was 40 minutes away from our hotel. Um, so I actually ended up going two days. You know, thankfully the owner said, hey, come back the next day. I know you still have some content you want to make. I was very, very gracious about that. But it's imperfect and it's it's impossibly hard for a detailer that is set up in a shop that has every single product that I need at my fingertips to take all of that with me. I've done this one other time where I flew out to California and detailed a Ferrari F8 Spider and a Tycon and the massive amount of planning. I spent like three or four weeks shipping stuff out there. I literally, Kyle texted me and said, we're going to Austin. You need to come with bring some supplies with you on Friday. (laughs) I flew out Wednesday morning. So I had to get everything planned in that four days. Not to mention, I had to get a bunch of products that I didn't even have that I typically don't use. And then once I got down there, I was able to get all of the household goods. I wouldn't have changed anything that I did. I think this was the best way for me to just go in there, experiment, test and just play around with things and just go, okay, what works and what doesn't work? And honestly, it's insane. It is literally 95% of the stuff just doesn't work at all. That's pretty crazy. Cause yeah, you met with actual chemists 
to kind of a brainstorm about what would work and what doesn't. And like you said a minute ago, you were like, is it really going to be Windex? Is that really what I'm going to suggest at the end? So do you want to tell everyone what worked on the Cybertruck? Yeah, of course. I mean, this video is coming out, I would hope, after all of all of the videos have gone up. So I and I want to talk a little bit about how I got into figuring this whole thing out. So the video that actually is going up tomorrow this time is all of the household cleaners. Now, everybody has their own favorite. Oh, this works great on my fridge. This works great on my fridge. You got to use this. You got to use that. I mean, it was almost blinding how many different products there are out there. I, of course, need to test more and more to see if I can come up with something better, that's quicker and easier. But basically what it came down to is I, I start testing all these polishes, um, basically stainless steel polishes. Now, the issue with these that I touched on in the video is typically they leave this oily residue and film on there. Now, that's fine for your refrigerator or your appliances that sit inside. But when you have a vehicle sitting outside driving around, all that does is basically attract everything on there. So you have all this contamination coming on there. The other thing that, you know, is a huge issue with that is, you know, even on my refrigerator at home here, I use a similar type product that's a little bit oily. Now, when water runs down it, you basically see this bright silvery mark down it, and now you have to redo the whole thing. So you can imagine this is a Cybertruck. It's going to get wet. It's going to get rained on. It's going to get ice, chemicals, road debris, grime, all of that on there. You're going to have to just constantly do this. And my findings were those looked terrible on the finish. And I need to make this very clear. This stainless steel is nothing like the DeLorean and it is absolutely completely in another realm of your refrigerator. It is not the same at all. So I got testing these household chemicals and one of them, which was Barkeeper's Friend, they come in two really main formulations. So one is a powdered form. Some people use like a Scotch-Brite pad or something on that. I said, I'm not doing that. I am not taking an abrasive to my customer's vehicle and potentially making this thing mirror finish. Now, after figuring out what I've done and tested, I think it would be acceptable and okay to do that. Again, I'm spur of the moment. I've got eight hours to do this. This guy has a brand new Cybertruck that I don't want to screw up. I don't want to be liable for you know replacing these stainless steel panels on here. So I grabbed the liquid form, which is basically a pre-mixed one, rubbed it on there with a towel, which is probably the least aggressive way you can use Barkeeper's Friend. Originally, when I tested it, I'm like, I, I put it on there and it, yes, it made it very bright and um, in areas, but in other areas, I would wipe it again and it just wouldn't come off. Then I go, this is a couple hours later and I'm like, okay, that spot's really, really nice right there. What if I hit this with Windex? And then I hit it and it was just like, oh my God. It just took off all the brown, all that tarnish that we're seeing on there. And it just left it the most beautiful finish I've seen on any Cybertruck. Now I've seen quite a few of them now, been very up close with them. Um, I couldn't believe it. So I grab it again. I get testing. I work on a little bit bigger section. And I think that's when you guys showed up and I go, what do you guys think of that? And everybody's like, oh my God, that looks insane. So mm -hmm. Barkeeper's Friend Liquid on a microfiber pad with Windex. They don't work one or the other. You have to kind of use them together is what I found. 
And the finish is just insane. It's cohesive. And importantly, going back to those doors that were totally different colors, these Cybertrucks, especially on the doors, on the um, following edge of the front door and the leading edge of the passenger door, they have this dark orange, that brown tinged band on them that basically run the full length of the door. I was able to completely remove that. So I'm very, very certain the orange tinge that we're seeing the different colors on the doors, it can come out with this process. And again, I didn't expect this to even sort of work. And then after that, I didn't show this on camera, but I tried to put protection over it immediately came back to orange and then you had to redo it. So yeah, the, the finish is wild to say the least. Yeah. That was really uh, fun to show up and just absolutely see. I mean, to me in my non-detailer eyes, it looked like that piece that you had hit with that combination was silver and the rest was gray now you know it just was had that brightness that was different and then to watch you walk through it all and then show the the owner of the Cybertruck too what you had found by experimenting was so fun and I my mom uh was over recently when I moved into my new place and she was cleaning some things and she took Windex to something that I was like why would you clean that with Windex and she was like Windex works on everything so now she is just only more supported by <laughs> Cybertruck detailing evidence. That yeah, it's, it's so funny. It, it really is. And actually, so after I figured out this combination, I called the guys, my chemist that I've been talking to that, you know, creates detailing supplies for a ton of different companies out there. And I was telling him my results. And what I'm kind of seeing is now I tested Windex, which should be known that has ammonia in it. Um, they were telling me it's ammoniated. I don't quite understand the difference. So there's more digging to do in on this topic. It worked better than traditional car detailing glass cleaner, which doesn't have ammonia in it. The typical reason mm -hmm. for this is you can't use ammonia on window tint. It'll actually eat it. It can discolor it over time. So mm -hmm. that's why typically Windex is a no-go in cars. Um, the other interesting thing with the barkeeper's friend is it is a acid. And uh, along with that acid on there, it has abrasive compounds. So typically when I think of abrasives or compounds, I'm typically thinking about, you know, paint correcting a vehicle, getting out deep scratches, getting out swirl marks and etchings and things like that. Basically, you're taking off microscopic layers of paint. In this case, what it's doing is taking off little, little layers of that tarnish that it's left over, which the acid is really eating up that tarnish, and it's abrading it at the same time, leaving a much more cohesive finish on there. So mm. lots more to dive into on my end now. Um, I'm in talks with this company in full transparency to figure out a line of detailing products. I gave them um, all of my, you know, here's all the coatings I tried. None of them worked. Can we develop a stainless steel coating specifically made for the Cybertruck? Can we improve mm. upon Windex? Um, I don't know. There's so many different things to figure out. My, my thought process, though, behind this that does concern me is we're leaving this finish completely unprotected in 
any sort of regard. So I think, like I said in the videos, there's going to be folks who never wash it, don't care. It's going to patina. It's going to be filthy. I think there's going to be folks like myself who want a clean stainless steel Cybertruck if you're crazy enough to deal with it. I still think there's more testing. I think there's going to be the folks who want to PPF it or color change PPF it and then wrap it. So those are kind of the, where we still need to go. Like I said, I, I didn't expect to come in this and be one day with Cybertruck, I know all. I, that is just completely unrealistic. There's still more testing to do, just like mm -hmm. Kyle is with everything. Like it, no test is ever perfect and testing is never truly done. So I'm excited for what's up next for Cybertruck. I don't know if we can figure out something that's going to work. Um, I'm hopeful, but in all honesty, my findings were nothing like I expected. Big surprises. And I think it was interesting how it was kind of like you were eliminating things because it was clear that this doesn't work, this doesn't work, this doesn't work. And the odds of you finding this combination, I mean, you were really had to experiment and test things and you were all on your own doing that. So honestly, kudos to you for not also losing motivation after hitting it with so many different, you know, chemicals and not seeing what you wanted to. So I definitely think, yeah, you're going to iterate on this. You're going to see like what kind of I mean, I'm just thinking of all the different ways that you could put it together and these different, you know, compounds, whatever, uh, materials yep. to make it perfect. So kind of a really fun experiment that you're working on. So I'm really excited for that and can't wait for you to have a Cybertruck where you can, or more Cybertrucks really, where, that you can experiment on. And of course, appreciate the generosity of that owner to let you come up and give it a go. And then you ended up, yeah, leaving them with a nice and shiny Cybertruck. And I know one thing that people ask about that we really don't know because we haven't had a lot of time with the Cybertrucks, but how do you think in general, from what you know about them now, that they're going to be affected by uh, climate and just time sitting out in different weather and just like the natural interaction of air, water, dirt, yeah. dust, oil with this material? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm curious to see um, the owner of said Cybertruck that I worked on detailed. I ended up doing, if you guys have watched the video, the entire truck with this combination went through so many pads, so many towels. It is just literally elbow grease to do this properly on the Cybertruck. And it is very tedious. Um, I don't know if to be in full transparency now, I am... I guess, what is this? Four days after I was down there actually working on the Cybertruck, it could have totally come back now. I haven't heard from the owner. He said he would take a photo every single day and let me know. I have yet to hear from him. Um, I don't know, really. Like, I don't know how this product is going to last in a year, in five years, in 10 years. I think naturally the stainless steel is going to patina a bit is my kind of thought. Um, I think those gold and brown hues are going to come back over time. A few things that I want to make note of. Bugs are a massive issue on Cybertruck. I'm curious to play with some bug cleaner. Again, everything that I thought was going to work didn't work. Is bug cleaner not going to work? I don't know. I really don't know. Is Windex going to be the cure for that? Maybe. Um, yeah, the environmental thing does concern me. So a few things that I saw on this particular truck. A lot of times in professional detailing, it, we, we talk about industrial fallout, which is basically either from rail yard dust or, you know, just stuff coming out of the air. Typically, this is an iron base that 
digs into your paint. On a white vehicle, you can really see it. It makes these bright orange dots that looks like rust. We use iron removers on it, similar to a wheel cleaner. It bleeds bright purple. It's a really wild process to actually mm. get this contamination out of paint. I saw very similar things on Cybertruck, but it was really hard to get out. Now, I have heard you can clay these. Again, one thing I did not test. I didn't think taking clay on a checked bag in the airplane was necessarily a good idea. It looks a lot <laughs> like C4, if you know what I mean. Um, so I was like a little weirded out about that. And I'm like, I think I should probably be nice with my TSA friends as I yes. test how many gallons of liquid down there with me. Um the other interesting thing I'm interested to see is how this reacts to mag chloride, uh, salt brine. We have a lot of those two here in Colorado. Mm -hmm. Those are very, very harsh chemicals. Typically, we talk about that on paint. But if you've ever looked underneath your vehicle, see a lot of rust, see a lot of things like that. Stainless steel will corrode, and I've talked to multiple people about this. It is very dependent on the actual surface, what lays on there. So I'm anxious to see over time, especially vehicles in Colorado, the you know far northeast where they see a lot of these really harsh conditions, how this reacts. Another thing I want to mention is the stainless steel as per temperature. Now, I spoke with G with Test Bros quite a bit because he was really struggling this trip to get wrapped to properly adhere to the stainless steel. When it is in the shade, it is ice cold. You put your hand on it, it literally feels like you're touching an ice cube. It was 50 to 60 degrees ambient temperature outside. Very cold and gloomy for Austin, I would say. Yes, it is December time. The other side of that is when it gets really hot, it is insanely hot. I literally had a suntan from standing out with the Cybertruck. I was working on the hood. The sun was glaring right in my face. And I got back that night and Francie goes, you got a little burn today. And I was like, <laughs> I know. I, I could feel the heat on my face. It literally felt I was in a tanning bed. It was insane. So... Keep in mind, that was 60 degrees ambient temperature. What is this thing going to be like in the middle of the desert in, you know, Las Vegas or Death Valley or even down in Austin when it's 100 plus degrees? I think this thing's going to be a little oven just rolling around everywhere. Man, I mean, it already has all those sharp corners, which y'all have to check out on either an upcoming or uh, already uploaded video of out of spec. The first thing I noticed, I was like, they're, people are going to lose some fingers and some skin and yeah. maybe now they're going to get burned or frozen. I mean, it's just such a different, weird material that, you know, and maybe that's why people want it too. I think that's kind of the appeal of the Cybertruck that I was thinking when we drove it around, when we looked at it, when we tested it, I'm like, I don't know if this will really appeal to someone who wants a truck, but I think it will appeal to someone who wants something weird and wants something from Tesla. Uh, but, you know, that's that's my personal opinion. But would you just from the aspect of someone, luckily, I'm someone I don't care if there are fingerprints anywhere. I'm not messy, but I'm like, I don't care about that detail. I know you do. Would this be too annoying for someone like you with such attention to detail who details your own car for fun? I mean, I don't know. The last time I cleaned my car, uh, <laughs> would, would it would it really push you away from getting this kind of EV with this kind of material on the exterior? You know, I, I think I am definitely an outlier. Um, I am about as OCD as they come to my vehicles. Now, 
to be totally honest, I don't know about the Cybertruck. If like, I'm not sure I would own one. It's just, you know, not my vehicle type of, yeah. But as far as the finish on it, um, there's more testing that needs to be done because I think there are still more solutions out there. Um, you know, one thing I'm interested in finding, is there a way that we can take the properties of Barkeeper's Friend and the Windex and kind of combine them in a quick sprayable solution that is just mist, wipe off, and then, you know, it's back to that bright silvery finish. I'm not totally sure. Again, more testing to come. I don't want to, you know, say that I'm the absolute expert. I do feel like I definitely cracked the code here on Cybertruck, at least initially. And I, I definitely think there's more chemicals and products out there that are there or have yet to be developed that are going to work better. Um, like I said, again, this is nothing like anything you've ever worked with before. This is not your refrigerator. It feels totally, totally different. So I think, yes, more testing needs to be done. I can't wait for you to get your hands on another Cybertruck so that you can keep testing. I think our, the whole team in general has more testing that we want to do, but I think this was a great strong start. Uh, I feel like if I did get it, I would wrap it with something really cool. G's wraps were awesome. One was like, you know, based on the angle, it changed color. I would love to do a blue to green kind of thing. So I think there's a ton of potential to have fun with it if you want to. But yeah, there are some downfalls to the material, uh, benefits to it as well. I guess it's strong, but it's also sharp. And I guess, you know, it looks cool, but it also gets fingerprints. So it's mm -hmm. just definitely a uh, odd, cool thing that we got to play around with. So thanks, Colton, for diving into the details. I'm really excited to see what comes along with your lineup of detailing products as well. I mean, it would be cool if you had specific Cybertruck stuff based on your deep research into what works and what doesn't. Yep. Like I need anything more on my plate right now, but I, I do kind of see this going in, in next steps of, you know, my business. I really have two jobs, if you will. Um, I run a, a detailing shop full time. The YouTube channel feeds that for sure. And producing content is a job on its own. I, I do the best I can. I'm 70, 80 hours a week in the shop, just grinding away, trying to get everything set up. So yeah, I'm anxious to see, um, you know, in the future, I kind of see myself having an entire line of detailing products, not only for Cybertruck, but my own specialized ceramic coating, waterless washes, car shampoo, all that with my very specific, very nerdy and over the top intricate details that I want in all of my products. Because, you know, one thing I really pride myself on in my business is I am not beholden to one single company. I am a a Gion certified um, ceramic coating installer. Half their stuff I absolutely hate. I don't like it at all. I'll use whatever I want to. Like, I think that's one of the best things that I do. It's not to just say, Gion's it, Adams is it, you know, name the company. I just, I use what works. And I think that's most important. So I'd like to, you know, see where this goes. This is very early days of it. I'm in some talks with some companies of, you know, developing that Cybertruck line. I've got a lot of people, you know, friends of ours of the out of spec community that have said, the Cybertruck's yours. You you test whatever you want to test on it. So the guys are already working on developing some stuff. They're already like, we've got some stuff. Next time it's in, we're going to try it on here and, and see where it's at. Um, not going to promise anything. I'm just, you know, excited for the future for sure. Yeah, very exciting. And I know, yeah, you take on a lot. So hopefully that project is more fun 
and exciting for you than stressful. And I think it's a great approach to try what works because I wonder how many people were out there thinking Windex and Barkeeper's Friend. I think that's the key to the Cybertruck perfect finish as far and as we know right gonna now. Tell me they knew that because there's been a ton of people who have said Barkeepers. It's been a ton of people who have said Windex and everything else in between. My brother's like WD-40 is the only thing I use on stainless steel. I tested it on Cybertruck. Looks like crap. Really didn't like it. So, yeah, it's it's such an interesting way I came about finding this. I am definitely not an expert in understanding the chemical makeup of every single household cleaner. And as we all know, you can create some really wild stuff when you start mixing um, household <laughs> cleaners together. So that's yeah, why I was <laughs> very skeptical of just like, oh, let's try this and this. I mean, you can create some nasty gas and things like that coming off. Yeah. There, so. We do not want anyone passing out in anyone's garage or driveway. So <laughs> no, definitely keep not. it safe. Leave the experimentation up to Colton and check out his videos because yeah, he uh, had a fun time doing it. A lot of satisfying, you know, strokes and wax on wax off you were doing. So love to see that. Um, uh, but thank you, Colton, for coming onto the podcast. Uh, and I'm, I'm glad you had some fun with the Cybertruck. It was a hectic, fun week of testing and experimenting. And it was really fun to spend that time with you, too. Absolutely. Yeah, still recovering a little bit back into the grind of things now. But uh, appreciate you guys. Francie, always appreciate being on the podcast here. You're killing it. It's great hanging out with you. <laughs> thank you, Colton. And everyone, let us know if you have any questions that... Colton hasn't answered yet or go on over to his channel and watch his videos to see if he actually has. So we will see you next time on the Out of Spec Podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.